Watch the best. America's best podcast is on the air and we are live. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. What time is it? What's the best time? It's what's the best time. And across the country, it's four o'clock in Los Angeles. It's six o'clock in Chicago and 7 p.m. in the East Coast. It is a very special evening for us here at What's the Buzz tonight. Our best of 23 show. The best of 2023. Some of our most memorable guests. And to walk you through this, yours truly, the Mad Dog. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio, joined by Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. Amelia, how the hell are you tonight? Good, good, good to be home, I tell you. I'm happy to be home. No <laughs> place like home. Absolutely. Uh, it seems to be the echo of the evening. <laughs> Even my wife was like, I'm happy to be on. I bet, because this was one of those Mondays, I bet, for her. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, it was, too. Busy Monday for everybody. Yes. For everybody. Well, we're going to lighten things up tonight. We um, we have had, over the last year, some really interesting guests. Yes, we have. And uh, we've, we've got, um, oh, man, we've got... <laughs> This is a sampling mm -hmm. tonight. <laughs> I, I, you know, when you have so many people that you want to get on a yeah. best of show and you only have so much time to do it. Correct. You have Then that means uh, you have to leave a whole bunch of people out. Absolutely. And it killed me to have to leave a lot of people out. But we'd be here all night. <laughs> we would be here and probably tomorrow and Wednesday, yes. too. <laughs> right. And and very possibly Thursday or Friday, right. <laughs> but it will be a very it'll be a really long show. <laughs> but uh, but tonight uh, I I decided on, and it was tough. Yes. But I decided on what I thought were the were the best eight or ten really special guests that we've had, and we've had a lot of people on the show. Oh yes, we have. Um, some really interesting folks. Some crazy people, <laughs> some people that made us crazy. Uh, yeah, that um, one, yes, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, some people that made us crazy. <laughs> some people that that walked off. Some people that made us want to walk off. <laughs> We've had a, all all of the above, Amelia. Absolutely, all of the above ends. So. <laughs> so, let me tell you, um, with it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very illuminating show, fun yes. show, um. It's been a really kind of tumultuous year. Yes, it, it has. It's been a really long year. Yes. It really, really has. Oh, who's in our chat room tonight? We got somebody in here already. Yep. It's Leon. Hey, Leon. Hey, Leon. Leon is Leon Barfield is one of our steadfast, tried and true. Leon is one of these guys. He's been with us probably from the beginning. Yes. Um. Okay, let me do nothing else then but listen. Okay, Leon, and <laughs> sit back, shut up, and listen. <laughs> and I mean that with love, brother. Mm -hmm. um, tonight on On the Record, WWTF Radio, tonight, What's the Buzz podcast presents the best of 2023. Our favorite guest from the past year. Now, Amelia. Yes, we've had a lot of people on. Let's uh, before I start getting into this video, we got a lot of video to show. Oh yes. Um, without looking at the video, uh, who 
aside from the obvious, you know, Sylvia, your favorite, I get yes. that. As, aside from Sylvia, um, who to you stands out as some of your most memorable guests in the show? That we're going to show or not show tonight. It doesn't matter whether we show them or not. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> well, who, do you, who, are, who are the people who stand out as some of your most memorable or favorite guests? I would say when we had uh, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne was one of them. When we had them together. The writers. The, uh, yes, the, the, writers. the dynamic duo of horror. Yes, absolutely. Yep. There's a lot of them. And uh, I call them the devil's duo. They write really (laughs) dark shit. They do, but they're fantastic writers. They really are. And we haven't had them on in a while. God, it's probably they came on early. Yes. Uh, They came on early in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, They were with us last year in 22. Yes. But they were also here one time this year. Um, I would have loved to have them back, but they're so busy writing all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't pull them away from their computer. Because they're constantly just getting a book after a book after a book at another one. I know. I've got four of their books right here now. And then I think Mark Sotkin was another because I loved hearing his stories of Laverne and Shirley, the Golden Girls. Oh my God, Mark! Please, Mark Sotkin. Mm-hmm. He—I thought he might be one of your favorites. Yes. Who else you, that you think was, in your opinion, stood out as one of your, might maybe favorite guests? Favorite guests, I would say. Let's see. Um, Take a look. There's just been so many of and trying to think. It could have been an entertainer. Uh, it could have been the one author. that wore the t-shirts. I can't remember the right off I hand the one that was the writer for the Emmys and the the oh, writer. Bruce Valanche. Writer, yes, Bruce Valanche. I just loved him. Yeah, Bruce Valanche. Yes. He mm-hmm. is a character. Yes. He is Bruce Valanche is the guy. Mm-hmm. You all know his face. Yes. You all know who he is. Yes. And Bruce Valanche is the writer of the Academy Awards. Yes. He's also known as the center square on Hollywood Hollywood, Squares. Hollywood Squares. And he's been uh, in a ton of movies. A a bunch of, believe it or not, he's been in a shitload of Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. And the stories he would tell. You could just imagine yourself being in there with him when he was telling the stories. Yeah, no, I have to pass on that. <laughs> no, so you know how he would describe the stories to us oh, how yeah, they in the movies or anything like that. You could just imagine, especially being in the writing room uh, when he was when they were writing the script for everybody. Yeah, the now I understand why writers drink. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's true. Do you yeah. know that writers are notorious mm-hmm. drunks, and some of them. Some of them can write their best stuff all drunk. I'll tell you who did that. (laughs) Ernest Hemingway. Oh, wow. Norman Mailer. Truman Capote. Mm. They did some of their finest work when they were tuned up. Wow. I'm not, I can't, I I can hear you. I can't make this up. I can imagine. I bet you songwriters for like musicians too. That's how they do their best work. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Who were your favorite people, by the way? Let me ask you as well. Oh, my God. I, I, well, I'll tell you, two of them right off the top of my bat. 
Um, Gil Garcia and Mike yes. Santo. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Michael Santo and Gil Garcia because I love Kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows that I love Kiss. And you know and, that I did not look at their uh, pictures because you told me that they were lookalikes, and I did not look them up until the day of the show when they came on. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. remarkable. These guys are yes. two of the most incredible Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley lookalike exactly. you've ever seen in your life. Yes. Uh, I, Michael, mean, I said it on wow. the show. They're scary good. Yes. And then Gil went, ooh, remember? <laughs> I know. He was, ooh. <laughs> You're going to see that tonight, too, because he happens to be one of the uh, the one of the ones I chose. Um, Let's see. Who else? Oh, uh, I know who uh, else you might want to say. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you right now who mm-hmm. was one of my favorite guests. Yes. Joe Cohn. Yes. Joe Cohn was one of my one of my favorite. I love anybody who can come on and talk about free speech. Oh yeah, and the Constitution. I love that kind of that kind of stuff. He'll be joining us again, by the way. I assure you, he doesn't know it yet, but he will. He will. <laughs> he will be joining us next year. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get him on here. I'll figure Absolutely. out a way. I'll get him on here. But because he is such a smart guy. Man. Oh, very smart. He's so smart. Um, Ronnie Marmo was another guy. Loved having Ronnie. And of course, Ronnie Marmo was the guy mm-hmm. who gave life to Lenny Bruce. Yes. He just starred in a, sh- a one man show called I'm Not a Comedian. Yes. I'm Lenny Bruce. Right. And it was a remarkable show. We saw clips of it on our, our show with Ronnie. And I'll tell yes. you what. Well, he's a hell of an actor. Yeah. He's an amazing actor, an award-winning actor, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Remarkable actor. And then Mary Murphy, we can't forget her. Oh, Mary, you're going to see mm-hmm. Mary tonight. Yeah. Mary Murphy, she loves me, okay? Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it for the world to hear. <laughs> Mary Murphy loves me. You mm-hmm. know why? Why? Because I'm short and I'm cute. See? <laughs> and you'll learn how to dance real quick, huh? <laughs> And I dance like a weeble. <laughs> I wobble, but I don't fall. Down. And you know who else I like this Jim Fife because, especially with your reaction with him, you couldn't even wait to come in. I couldn't even. I, I wasn't know, even under yeah. the thirty seconds, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I can't do this." I know, right? Well, you're going to see Jim Fife tonight too. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a look, since it's uh, like ten after, and we've been talking. Yeah. We, and we're going to talk a lot more, but let's. Right. I want to show. Let's take a look at like two clips. Okay. And then we'll look at two more after that. Here you go. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to WWCF Radio. I'm Mad Dog Discipio, joined as I am each and every week by Amelia the Pitbull Chapman tonight. A very somber, very special edition of the round table. Tonight, we pay homage and we say goodbye to our dear friend Charlie Thunderblood Norris. To help us do that are two people who knew them probably the best mm-hmm. in this entire world. Karen McDaniel, who um, who was Charlie's friend, but more so her husband, who was Charlie's mentor. And that went a long way with Charlie. Mm-hmm. And it went a long way with Wahoo McDaniel. Karen, welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you, as always, Angelo. That's welcome. Uh, Karen's... Uh, 
she's I want to say that she's like you know a part of the furniture here, but yeah, she really is part of our family. She, I remember. Hey, you put me on the spot several times, so go ahead. I also got you hooked up with a hell of a book deal, baby. Yeah, you sure did. You got me the right guy to do it. I will say yes, that. Thank you very much. And joining us as well this evening, Mr. Sam Houston. Sam not only was a lifelong friend of Charlie Norris, but his tag partner in the world of the rapid-fire world of pro wrestling. We'll call it that. Sam, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Thank you very much for this opportunity to share with the fans some of the stuff. You know, uh, I don't consider myself either. I feel really? I. Do you remember this guy, Amelia? Yes, I do. Okay, what was his name? Don't look. I, Mr. Capone. Angelo Capone. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. I, I was going to say, if you fuck up his name, you're really in trouble. <laughs> it's hard to forget his first name because it's the same as mine. Right, but he, he, I'm, I'm laughing because he said, "Don't call me Mister," but I did it on purpose, Mister. Exactly. <laughs> Let's take a listen. I channel in. The reason why is because we share the character. Say, I'm not doing Jerry Lewis the man, and I always tell people that. I love his accent. I do the character, and. That character was mine as a little boy. So I channel in. That's why it becomes, it's easy for me. And uh, so that word impersonator, uh, you know, I'm not in person so, in, uh, taking someone on. I'm taking me off <laughs> and putting it interesting. Out. That's really interesting, Amelia. Never heard a, a guest say that. Absolutely. We've never, Ange, we've never had someone answer quite like that. Well, you're not I, put. You're not putting it on. You're taking you off. That's a really a, a, a very deep way to look at it. Um, we've had guys here that have that were are adamant that they are impersonators, and we've had other guys that are equally as adamant that they are tribute artists. They're paying. Uh, our friend Phil, yeah. our friend Phil Solis, mm -hmm. uh, right. he likes to be called a tribute artist because he's right. paying tribute to Dean. Right. He's not becoming Dean, right. but he is uh, damn near as close to Dean as you can get. He's pretty damn good. I'm very happy with Phil and I. Yeah. Yeah, and you should be. We're going to talk about that show Saturday night. Okay. Um, Tonight, we're going to explore a very convoluted guy. Um, he was both loved and admired and uh, revered, but he was also hated and disdained and, uh, uh, and had a tremendous amount of resentment thrown against him. The, uh, this man that, that was beloved as the world's clown, Jerry Lewis, um, had a lot of different sides. He had a very dark side, but he yes. also had a very humanitarian yeah. side, which we all know about. Uh, we're going to explore his uh, many personalities and how you, as Angelo Capone, have to reconcile that character with what you do. By the way, Amelia. Mm -hmm. I noticed something when watching this clip. Yes. 
You interrupted that poor man at least four times. I didn't. <laughs> at least four times. Now, I would never do that to a guest. I did not interrupt him. And anybody who knows me, I would <laughs> never do that. <laughs> Shut your mouth, woman. <laughs> I did not interrupt him. <laughs> Be quiet. Let's take a look at him. No, let's watch Angelo. Here you Oh, really it, 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 it saved um, me. Yeah, it saved me being with people. Yeah. yeah I mean, we have an we have a worldwide audience that we wouldn't have had were it not for this contraption called the internet. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful every day. Um yep. the show was called Angelo Capone Becoming Jerry. So Angelo, if you will, show us how you become okay. Mr. Jerry Lewis. Absolutely. When I this was, was nine years old, I brilliant wasn't doing any voice no yet way. as Jerry. I did the nutty, believe it or not, before Jerry because I couldn't hear the tone. But once I did once I did the, the nutty, I heard the tone. Then let me just put on this wig. And believe it or not, remarkable. This is when I only feel when I don't have a wig on, I, I don't channel. But as soon as I put a channel, I just I, I don't know. I just want to just be Jerry. Because <laughs> that's what I've been doing my whole life. And when I did this, the, the girl would look at me. I would just be like, nah, this is who I am. I got the attraction. Right Give me a little insight into Phil. Tell me about the... Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, I too grew up in Italian. My mother, she loved Dean Martin. And she played Dean Martin all the time. You know, morning, noon, and night. She'd play Dean Martin and... Uh, We'd listen to that, watch his TV show on Thursday nights. And then uh, later on, he did the roasts and yeah. things like that. And we watched those and had a lot of fun doing it. And I, I, so I started imitating Dean Martin for my mom, really. And uh, she got a big kick out of it and kind of encouraged me. That's the problem. She encouraged me. <laughs> and I, uh, I went on to radio uh, when I was uh, – after high school, I went on a radio show called the Dr. Demento Show. I don't know. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me, Dr. Demento? Yeah. Oh, you know, that, right of, brother, that was a rite of passage. Yeah. Yeah. That was Phil Souls. Remember, yeah. Phil? Yes, I did. What an amazing Dean Martin mm -hmm. tribute art. Now, you had Angelo Capone and Phil Souls, the Gene, Dean Martin and Jerry mm -hmm. Lewis. I had the opportunity to see them perform together. I bet that was awesome to see him in person. Yeah. And um, they took my wife up on stage. <laughs> and it was funny that, <laughs> that Angelo was sitting on my wife. <laughs> it was, I was in my seat falling off my chair. It was hilarious. How was she? Was she like so embarrassed? Or <laughs> Well, yeah, she was embarrassed. You know, she's, yeah. I said, 
I said, I know something you don't. Just shut up and let it happen. <laughs> and she said, what? What are they going to do? I said, I'm not telling you. <laughs> you can't. She said, if they bring me up on that stage, she said, Uh-oh. they did. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's it was hilarious. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's talk about um, uh, Angelo and Phil. So they were, um, they were, I think they were the first, they, they might have been the first. The singing uh, duet celebrity. That we had together. Yeah, they might have been the first celebrity lookalikes that we had. Yeah, we did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we had, of course, Steve McCoy. Yes. Who, but Steve was on my my old show too. Yes. Um, and then he came on with you and I. Yes. And, and that was a excursion that night. Remember? <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I will tell you the story when you when you see the clip. We'll tell you the story mm-hmm. what happened. <laughs> anyway, but Angelo. Like, be, if he's not wearing that wig, he don't do Jerry. No, he's if, uh, he, if he's got that wig on, then he's Jerry. Yes. And but Phil is a different story. Or Phil is not pretending. No. When he opens his mouth, that's what he sounds like. It sounds just like close your eyes and you think that's Dean Martin talking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He sounds just like him. Yes. But by the same token, Angelo kind of sounds like Jerry. Yes. But when he puts the whole act on, then he really sounds really? like Jerry because he's exaggerating it. Yes. You know, he's doing it for effect. He puts himself more into character. Exactly. But yes. Phil doesn't have to do that because Dean was just cool. Yes. And that's and Phil is just. He's that's how Phil is just a very cool guy. Oh, yeah, they, very laid back, little drink in his hand, have a cigarette, say hi to the people, have a little bit more to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know. I got that from watching them, you know, just seeing them talk like this. Oh, way. Sure. I bet you got I'll give you a little heads life. up, I'll give you a little heads up you don't know about. Okay, he doesn't drink or smoke. Oh, wow. What he did, he had fake ice cubes and a glass, and it wasn't alcohol. It was apple juice. Or it could be iced tea. A lot of them use iced tea. Yeah, because it looks like alcohol. Yeah. But the other one was the cigarette. It wasn't a real cigarette. You could smoke it, but it wasn't like tobacco. Right. It was called a cocoa stick. Yes. And it's made from coconut shells crushed up coconut shells mm-hmm. and they grind it so small like tobacco and oh. you can actually smoke it oh wow but but it doesn't cause and there's no there's no after effects there's no side effects it doesn't cause cancer it's not addictive and it's just a, a funny thing to see him there with the cigarette and the drink you know but he pretends to get loaded yeah, it's like a prop thing that he uses. Exactly, but mm-hmm. the, the whole thing is that he pretends to get loaded as the show goes on. And <laughs> all he's doing is drinking apple juice. He's a good actor, too. <laughs> he's a hell of an actor. He really is. Um, You mentioned Jim Fife. He's our next guest. Yes. 
up on the uh, now. What did you think of Jim Fife? You, you had met him. I, I how many times did you meet him? Once or twice? Just that one time when I actually talked to him to be about being oh, on the show. Right. You weren't part of the old show, but you know, I asked him, Jim. To... Mm -hmm. So when you because I told you to book it, yes, and I didn't want him to know it was me, correct. Well, that lasted about five minutes. <laughs> not even 30 seconds. <laughs> I know, right? Not even 30 seconds. She's right, too, folks. No, he couldn't wait to come in. He says, look, look, I can't wait. I, I have I'll to tell, tell you. you what. <laughs> Speaking of can't wait, why don't we do this? Let me hit our first commercial break. We're, we're about five minutes uh, uh, late for our great, commercial. Yeah. We're going to hit our first commercial breaks, folks. Um, we'll be back in two minutes and 22 seconds. And then more of mm -hmm. the best of 2023 yes. on What's the Buzz? America's Best Podcast. We'll be right back. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. You've made iHeartRadio the fastest growing music app in the U.S. Why? Because we connect you to all of your favorite music and radio stations in one free app. And this fall, prepare to take control of how you listen to the radio. Replay. That song on your radio you just can't hear enough? Immediately replay and sing along again. Save. Save the music you love on the radio directly to your playlist. Play. Search for and play any song on demand. Get unlimited skips. Offline. Take the music from your favorite stations offline. Introducing iHeartRadio Plus and iHeartRadio All Access. Your radio now on demand. What's the Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM 88.6 in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio 102.5 in Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard, and welcome to the Buzz. Hey, Max, what's going on? I'm X, and from this moment on, I'm going to be your own personal AI DJ on Spotify. Let's go. Up next, I know you've been on a summer song kick lately, so I went back for some of your old summertime favorites. See if it warms you up. Next up, some of the music you had on a lot back in 2018. Do you think of me? All right, Max, let's get you out of your feels and switch up the vibe. You've been into dance music lately. I got this brand new release to get you moving. Introducing DJ, the best of Spotify made just for you on Tap Away. Powered by AI, delivered by me, your very own DJ. We are back with What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast on the record on WWTF Radio, brought to you by Podbean and Spotify. Tonight, the best of 2023 and some of our favorite guests from the past year. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. Joined as I am 
by Amelia, the pit bull Chapman. I try to get rid of her folks, but she just keeps coming back. It's a futile effort. It really is. He just keeps coming back. I don't know how to get rid of her. I was waiting for him no. to say that. That's why I was I'm stuck with her. What? Let me tell you something, you, you little shit. <laughs> so let's talk about Jim Fife. Like we were talking about Jim. Yes. Uh, I have his clip here. Now, I'm, let me tell everybody a little bit about Jim Fife is an actor. He's a presentation coach. He's done television and film. He's done Broadway. He's a multi-talented guy. And he's a friend of mine. I actually went to high school with him and grew up with Jim. He's a great guy. Um, this was Amelia's first opportunity meeting Jim. Yes. And um, you're going to hear an interesting dialogue between Jim and myself. So let's go right into that, mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about Jim Fife after the, uh, after the mm -hmm. clip. My God, because he's a famous movie star. Yeah. And he's a friend of mine. How about that shit? You don't think I knew anybody famous, huh? I know a lot of famous people. Well, most of them are in Wittek, but you're still, you know? Oh, but Jim Fife made it out. Jim Fife made it out. He is my friend. I went to high school with Jim Fife. He's an actor, presentation coach, improvisational teacher. He's an acting coach and teaches history. Um... We're going to talk about that, too, because Jim got involved in academics very early in life. Mm -hmm. um, he was always good looking. He was always smart. But why he became a teacher, I don't know why that happened. But let me formally back. introduce this gentleman. His name is Jim Fife. He is a 25-year veteran of television, film, and Broadway. As an actor, writer, producer, and director, Jim Fife was the consulting producer on the Bravo series, Andy Cohen's Then and Now, and segment producer on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, producing film and music stars, directors, and best-selling authors. He also worked, uh, his work also includes, I should say, working with Michael J. Fox in the feature film, Universal Studios, The Frighteners. And um, let's see here. And Jim also taught on-camera acting and improvisation, coached speakers for various TED Talks. Now, if you guys don't know what TED Talks is, it's fascinating. It's utterly fascinating. These people speak for about 15 to 20 minutes, supposed to be anyway. Some of them are mouthy to go longer. That would be me. Um, and so <laughs> Jim kidding. teaches them how to stand there and be interesting because by God, he's an interesting fucking guy, damn it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Jim Fife. It's been far, far too long since I've seen this man. Jim holds a BA in speech and theater at the Sal University and MA in arts leadership at Bank Street College. Jim is also credentialed used guitar salesman. We have the exclusive film tonight. You'll see it nowhere else but right here <laughs> on America's podcast. What's the buzz? Yes. Jim, welcome to the welcome show. Welcome to this the show. Maiden voyage. And I got to tell you, this is uh, Amelia's gig tonight. And so uh, we're introducing the uh, the big mouth um, concept to what's the buzz, although it should be probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I tried to keep it a secret for as much as I could, and I could not keep it. What? What? Five seconds? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you, first of all, I said to her, when he comes on, I'm going to stay in silhouette. Make sure. That you don't like open your mouth and say anything. And then as soon as I heard you talking, I said, I can't keep my mouth shut. I gotta jump. <laughs> yeah. Well, my friend. Yes. How are you? 
<laughs> I am doing well. Thanks very much. I'm, Last uh, time I saw you, my brother, was uh, over a year ago. I think it's more like two years. What oh, has it been? That I think long. it's two years. And he was absolutely right. It was two oh. years mm -hmm. since I said because he was on my old show. Yes. Like the two years before that was. Oh my god! It's just. It flew by. What it was, was this, that was 2023. Yes. He was on in 21. Right. Early in 21, like February or March. Right, before I even knew about. Oh, what, yeah. You, now, you didn't come along until, oh, like uh, December or January, yes. maybe. January, yes. Was it I January of, of what? Of 20. A twenty twenty two? Yes, I believe so because it's you and we've been doing this oh, yeah, for years. Cause, yeah, because so. uh, you'll be oh my god, two years in January. Yeah, it'll be yeah. holy shit. Yeah, it'll be two years. Mm -hmm. Wow, you've been with me that long. Holy yeah. shit! How did I survive it? Oh my god! <laughs> How did I survive um, it? <laughs> two years in what? Like the later in January? Yes. Now I thought it was early. No, but I was at the tail end of January. I figured out the date. I think it was somewhere around the 26th or 27th. Yes, I was at the tail end of January when I was uh, on your yeah. very first podcast. Yes. And I was like, yes. yes. I, yeah, I, I wanted to go back and try and and pinpoint the date, but I, uh -huh. I didn't really have to do that. I kind of remembered it was kind of toward the end of like the 26th, 27th, yes. but not quite. The end of the month, though, right? Not quite. It wasn't like the thirtieth or no. the end of the month. Um, so th that was Jim Fife. So now, the the show that we did with Jim, uh, you remember it well, and I remember it well. So, what was your um, the most surprising thing you learned about Jim? I I'm surprised that uh, he didn't stay in acting, but in a way, I'm not surprised because I wanted, you know, I know that he wanted to give back, so he became a teacher. It's yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. But remember what he said, and this is a lesson for those of you uh, would-be actors out there. He Here's a guy me. who did a dozen films, at least a dozen films, probably thirteen or fourteen films. He did television, at least five series, at least, yes. plus doing a, a, a series for HBO called. Uh, a parent's guide to uh, what was it called it was called buy me that a parent's yes. guide to con uh, a, a con how was it a parent's guide to um buying for their kids or some something yeah, like that something like that mm -hmm. so i can't remember it was a long time ago but the point i'm trying to make is he was a working actor making good really good money right. And he decided to stop acting and to to teach acting instead and to give back yes. and became a school teacher. Imagine, imagine walking into a classroom and you see a guy in front of you that was in a, on a movie that you watched on TV three nights ago. Yeah, it's but, like he didn't want the burnout. I think's what it was, and uh, and yeah, and he talked about that too. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of burnout in Hollywood. 
you know, that's why so many turn to drugs and alcohol. That's yeah. why so many actors die so young. Mm-hmm. Um, or they, you know what happened? Here's the biggest problem. And Jim talked about it. You, you become hot for a while. Oh, yeah. And then you're the it person. Yeah. And then, but what happens then, Emil? They replace you with somebody else. It, you're very replaceable instantly. Mm-hmm. As soon as you stop becoming the flavor of the month. Exactly. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. The next flavor of the month. A guy who got sucked into that was a guy named Richard Greco. Now, this guy was he was the, the golden boy. Mm-hmm. He was a good looking guy. The women just, you know, loved him. He was like Mr. Sex Appeal. But as soon as he was no longer, you know, Hollywood's favorite, exactly. they threw him onto the junk heap. Yep, they'll do that and, with the actresses and actors. Just yeah, they found the poor guy sleeping in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. That's true. None yep. of that, none of that is is made up. No, they found him sleeping in a goodwill bin. Yeah, is what it was. But that's what. The, but Jim was. He didn't want to become part of that. No, and I so think Jim was that. smart because he always knew. See, one of the things Jim Fife always did. Was he always had his teaching background? Yes, he he's, had he, that he's a great teacher, but he uses his acting skills to accentuate his teaching ability. Yes. Um, a great example of that is if you see a movie called Teachers, if you've never seen it, it's a great movie with Christian Slater and Ralph Macchio. Right. It's called Teachers. There's one character in that movie played by Richard Mulligan who decides to become different characters. But they don't know that he's crazy in the head. Right. They just know that he's a teacher. Correct. Okay. So he starts teaching the class and character like one day he came in as Abraham Lincoln. One day he came in like Wild Bill Cody. Um, another day he came in like the uh, the Statue of Liberty. Right. You know, just very interesting, uh, over-the-top characters. But that's how you make teaching interesting. Yes, and that's um, what he wanted to do as well. He uh, he doesn't go in to, teach, to set them up to fail. He went in there to teach them how not to fail. And exactly. And that's exactly. what he wanted to give back. It oh, was just sure. like Matthew McConaughey. He's actually a teacher in Lubbock, Texas for a Texas A&M college. True. Yes, he that's is. what he wants to do. He wants it like that. And and I don't blame him. I mean, I can understand why Mr. Fife wanted to do something like that. And that's good for the, t- for the kids as well to look. There's some other things besides acting that you can do. Well, Matthew is also one of those guys. He is... Um, He's got credentials, but he's also a musician. Yes. He's another one of these guys like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp mm-hmm. made all his money in film, but guess what? Yeah. He doesn't really like to act. No, he'd rather sing. He's a musician. By, at heart, he's a musician. Yes. He doesn't need the money. No. I mean, he's made all the, he's, he lived to be 100 years old. He still have enough money. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 
I mean, he owns his own island for crying out loud. Right. <laughs> that must be nice to go to your own island and disappear from the world. And Yeah. I have an island, too. It's called Angelo's Man Cave in the basement. <laughs> um, disappear whenever you want. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Sure. We're talking about some of our favorite guests. Mm-hmm. Some of the, uh, the the highlights of 2023. Um, what, in your opinion, it's just, just, I'm not putting any words in your mouth. Okay. Anywhere you want to go with this, you, you go anywhere you want with this. Some of your, some of the low lights instead of highlights, some of the low lights of 21, of, of 2023, some of the guests that, um, you didn't care for. Let's take a look. Um, let's see. I can't even think of his name on top of my head. <laughs> let's try to think you know who i'm talking about <laughs> which one uh let's see i guess we he sang for us and that was just like uh, oh jeffrey yes jeffrey mark you know for some reason you never and i'm like jeffrey's a good guy i just it's that vibe you get with certain people i guess yeah that's jeffrey he puts off that vibe for sure yeah and, and i guess i was right in that vibe because i don't know he just said that people he even made a comment later that he was going to take over the show and that was his show and i'm like wait a minute excuse me i don't think so it's not your show and you're not going to take jeffrey over the show. mark is jeffrey mark is is an amazing talent he's a really sweet guy he's a, he's a nice guy but he comes from, and this is the big but here, mm-hmm. he comes from that old Hollywood mindset where it says the old Hollywood mindset, now follow me, Amelia. Right. The old Hollywood mindset says you control the conversation, you control the narrative. Don't let anybody else speak. It becomes all about you. That's that's the mindset he comes from. But it's a different day now. It is. And the mindset on Angelo's show is, especially when I'm the host and I got a pretty big personality. Right. Okay. Nobody is going to take over my show. Absolutely not. Nobody. <laughs> I don't care who you are. No. Nobody takes over What's the Buzz. And I had to put Jeffrey in his place. Correct. A time or two. Because he's been on the show, oh, I don't know, three times, four times, five. How many times has he been he's, he's been Oh, at least, at least four times, I think. At least four, yeah. At least four. Um, And I remember one show that you weren't on because you, you didn't want to be on with him. Yes, you had a co-host that was going to, well, you put you tr- were trying to see how a co-host was going to be on the show. And I kind of watched from the background. Yeah. See how she was going to be. And I'm like, well, let's see how this works out. <laughs> and it, it didn't work out for him. That for I ended up interviewing Jeffrey by myself. It was a her, actually. And she was. Which her? Which... From Alaska. Oh, oh, um... Oh, God, what the hell was her name? Melissa, I believe it was. Melissa Black. Yes. The Arctic Wolf. Mm -hmm. That's what she called herself, the Arctic Wolf. Yeah, she was a a fart in church. (laughs) Yeah. 
And big I was talk, big talk, big talk, no substance. And I was no like, way. Uh, wait a minute, no you're way. not supposed to have that in the background, you're not supposed to do this, that. And she's like, Is there anything that I did good that you liked? And I said, Well, I was told to tell you what. <laughs> and I was supposed yeah, to, yeah, well, here's the, the idea is you're on a professional podcast, right? Okay, I don't want to see your shower curtain. I don't want to see your furniture. I want to see you in front of a screen with a nice backdrop. Or anybody walking behind you, you know. Doing yeah, this or your that. dog sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. I, that's not what I want to see. And so that doesn't fly on my show. Okay. Amelia has a very professional background. And my background is where I am, radio mm -hmm. station. Okay, and so, you know, and, and I can pick and choose any background we want. Yes. Okay. And I happen but, to like this one here that, that we have here. So. And I happen to like the radio station because we're on the radio. Right. So, but Melissa didn't work out for lots of reasons, not the least of which is she's not really a very good conversationalist. Right. She's good one-on-one. -on -one. But she asked horrible questions. Right. On the show. And I think the other one wasn't really like a low, low one, but I think it was like in the medium because it was kind of scary to think that that could happen to somebody was the Black Dahlia. That was kind of interesting and scary at the same time that that could happen to somebody. Somebody evil yeah. could do that to somebody. I thought for sure. I thought for sure you were going to say Karen Rayner when Karen was on the show. That one, too. That was the show we did about Superman. That was a Superman one. And I was just like, but I, I, I almost walked off the show. <laughs> I know you did. Yeah. I know you were getting in ready to take show. a bolt. In the middle of the show. I know. Because Amelia, see, let me tell you something, folks. Amelia, <laughs> she won't tell you this, but she's like, she's the, the queen bee here. And she don't want nobody coming in here screwing with the hive if you understand what i'm well, saying who else didn't like her and i agreed with i was <laughs> who else the wifey didn't like her either oh yeah my wife couldn't stand her <laughs> so uh she and i That's worked the together. real queen bee my wife is the real queen bee so she and i were together to <laughs> yeah she says i don't like her nope and that's all I needed. Thank Ooh, you, Anita. <laughs> Papa Bear is, is getting rammed from his co-host and his wife. Yes. Thank you, Anita. Yay. <laughs> my co-host in life and my co-host on the show. Mm -hmm. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. Yeah, but see, Karen, though, she had everything that is perfect for a podcast. She's smart. She's beautiful. <laughs> but, Meh. but she also stepped on some toes. But she also did, and you not you asked her about that. She oh, I was supposed to study for that, or what? Wait a minute. Oh yeah, well she that didn't. Up. That was the other thing. She didn't know the subjects, and she was online when we were on the show. She it had like her this. phone in front of it her. Like yeah, going like this with her phone. That's not how we do our show, folks. That's not how we do our show. Um, what we do is we study for our shows. Uh, and we study a lot. Amelia will tell you, we study. I do I do painstaking research. Oh, yes. I thought for sure. And 
because it was fairly this is recent. my studying too right here <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. i thought for sure you were going to say savannah paranormal that's another one at my that, i thought that would light. be yours because actually I was gonna ask no you. for me it was a highlight <laughs> no, Honestly, i don't look at anything as a negative to me when they walked off our ratings went through the roof i think that makes our show better i think it did like make that. our show better mm -hmm. do you know when they walked off the show we did seventy-five thousand people that night wow i'm not even shitting you and you know what they tried to do when i went on uh, when I went on the phone, when we were still alive, I went on the phone just to see what they were trying to do. Yeah. They try to get people to get on our show to try to send us a message to try to sabotage us. Can you believe that? I could believe that. But guess what? None of them, none of them did it. It didn't work. It, no, it none of them. You know what ended up happening? It made us better. I'm going to tell you what happened. They ended up listening to the show and joining, subscribing to the show. Yes, they did. Do you realize that by February, we're going to hit the 11 million mark? Wow. That's going to be amazing. That That's something we should celebrate. Yeah. We're going to, we're, by February, we're going to hit the 11 million mark. Yeah. Because let me we ask are, you. Yeah. Oh, oh, and by the way, we're very close to hitting the 100,000 download mark. That is fantastic. From uh, And we're wow. going to get another badge from Spotify. Yay. Let me ask you something, be. though. In your line of work when you did that, would you ever tell a ghost to breathe and to pee? Oh, my God, please. <laughs> the funniest was... thing we ever heard. Amelia and I were laughing so hard. <laughs> the guy on a video, we, we had this paranormal group called Savannah Paranormal. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a, quote, psychic, quote, unquote, psychic. And here's what he said. And this is a direct quote. Okay, just relax. You can breathe. Now, you're, he's a spirit. He's dead. You can't relax. They you don't can't. breathe. You can't relax. He's <laughs> saying, relax, breathe. Are you shitting me? Did you just tell a spirit to breathe and relax? <laughs> oh, my God. And then he didn't know how to answer this. I said to the guy, who taught you? I did. Mm -hmm. I'm self-taught. Okay. How do you know that what you're doing is right? Exactly. He couldn't answer me. No. And then I said to him, shame on you for teaching other people and giving certificates away when you don't know whether you're doing is right or not. Exactly. And then people are calling them for help to get rid of whatever. Yeah, and here's what he says. We do this for fun. You do it for fun. You also do it for money, motherfucker. And if they're doing it for fun, that's not going to help the people that actually need help. You're also getting paid for it, and you lied to us. Yeah. They came on here and said they do this for fun. They don't get paid. You're a lying piece of shit. A lying, big, fat piece of shit. Exactly. Because you do get paid, and you are getting paid from clients. How do we know? You know how we know? Because we called your clients, you dick. Yeah. We called your clients. Yeah. We and, do research on this show. Yeah. We and, research the shit out of this stuff. Yes. You know why? Because we have lawyers. Yes. On and, to the next one, Amelia. Let's and, watch it. Go ahead. 
everybody. Welcome to another episode of Watch the Buzz. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio, joined as I am each and every night by Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. How are you, Amelia? I do wonderful. How are you? I am stoked and joked tonight, baby. Blanche, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Hello, you're to fire me. <laughs> We're so honored to have you here. Thank it you. is indeed an honor to have you here. We, uh, we right, right at the start of the right. show, a shout out to yes. Mark Slotkin, producer, yeah. writer, director of television programs far and wide. It's Thursday night. And Amelia Pitbull Chapman, that means only one thing. What's the bus time? It's 4 p.m. in Los Angeles. It's 6 o'clock in Chicago. And it's 7 p.m. here in New York City. Hello, everybody. I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. Joining me tonight, as she does each and every week, I try to get rid of her, but she keeps coming back. <laughs> Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, kid? I'm doing okay. A little bit better now, but uh, it was a Good. little bit long of a day. Long day for you. It sure yeah. is. And we have a fun show tonight. Um, if you've been following our shows, we needed a fun show. <laughs> yeah. We did. Because we've been getting pretty heavy with some of our topics. And I say, you know mm -hmm. what? We're going to have some fun tonight. We're going we're yes. to talk about what it's like to be a celebrity lookalike. And I got two of the best in the business tonight. I'm joined by one. We're waiting for another to join us. Here he is as we speak. Joining <laughs> us as we speak. Yes. <laughs> Michael, call me Gene Simmons Santo. How are you, my brother? Oh, welcome to the show. <laughs> and let me introduce your, your partner in crime over here. A man looking very, very dashingly like Paul Stanley. This is Gil Garcia. Call him Star Child from Arizona. Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, those guys were freaky looking, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I never seen two people look more like Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Especially these two guys. Yeah. Because Michael is a dead ringer. Yeah. I mean, a dead ringer mm -hmm. for Gene. Oh, yeah. And Gil could be like Paul's twin brother. Yeah. I like it when he was like going like that to the camera. Like that. That was pretty cool. I was like, oh. Yeah. Watch <laughs> this. Absolutely. You guys are remarkable. I have to tell you, I've seen, uh, I'm just, as Michael, we were talking to, to Gil off air. I've seen every member of KISS and had the opportunity to meet every member of KISS, the original crew, uh, Peter, Ace, uh, Gene, and Paul. And I've been up close and personal. I've been right in, in Gene's face and Paul's face. I know what they look like um, intimately well. You guys would be, you'd be very hard-pressed to find somebody who says, you know, you don't look like Gene or you don't look like Paul. I want to tell you something, brother. You guys are scary. You're like <laughs> freaky fucking scary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun tonight. He is a, um, I called him the, this is one of your favorite guests, mm -hmm. Mark Sotkin. Yes. Now, he, Mark is a great guy. He's coming back February the 6th. Uh, let's tell everybody who Mark Sotkin is. Well, you want to hear me introduce yeah. him, but I'm going to tell you who he is. Mark Sotkin is the writer of Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Uh, he is the writer of 
Um, the Golden Girls. Oh, he okay. produced and directed the Golden Girls. Um, he did a, a, a TV series called First Time Out. He yeah. did uh, another film with Jim Belu- another series with Jim Belushi and Michael Keaton called Working Stiffs. He's done the Sinbad show. Charles in Charge um, is another show. Tons and yeah, Charles in Charles in Charge for sure. Um, the Golden Palace he did. Yes. Uh, an amazing writer, producer, director. He has won, you know, a considerable acclaim from the Writers Guild. He's won, he's been nominated for and won Emmy Awards. They, like this is like a heavy hitter. Very heavy hitter. And he likes us. And he and th- thankfully he likes me and Amelia, which is good. Because we need guys like him on the show. Oh, yes. You know? So whenever we get a chance to, to bring him on here, we do what two normal co-hosts would do. Oh, yeah. We, we kiss his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he'd be on our show anytime we asked him to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's, he absolutely did. But he's yeah. that kind of guy, though. Oh, he's yeah. A, uh, for a guy that's so famous and and so credentialed and experienced in the business, he's so laid back. He's so oh. down to earth. Mm-hmm. He really is. Hollywood Renaissance man uh, on a previous episode. And he really is. He really, really mm-hmm. is. Mark Slotkin is a, a producer, writer, director, sometimes actor. You can see him once in a while in mm-hmm. front of the camera. Uh, or on a uh, a community theater stage near you. <laughs> but let me get to uh, introducing this man. He is um, he is a a, a veritable um, encyclopedia of show business. He's done it. He's been there, and uh, seventy nine. Yeah, I did not know that you had involvement the. Uh, with working stuff, were you a producer on that show, Mark, or did you write for it? So uh, I wrote and produced. So there, oh. Paramount had a script that they weren't happy with, and um, uh, that's actually when I left Laverne and Shirley and le- left Laverne and Shirley to do the rewrite of that, produce it, and uh, then was involved with uh, casting Michael Keaton and B- Jim Belushi, who were the stars of it. Welcome to Talk is Cheap. Finally. Now, let's talk a little bit about Mark Sotkin. Mm-hmm. What did you learn? Because I'll tell you something. I found out something I didn't know before. What did you learn uh, about Mark that you didn't know? That uh, I didn't know how uh, high maintenance uh, Cindy Williams was from Laverne and Shirley. You would think it's the other way around. You know, it's funny. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I did not know how demanding uh, Cindy Williams and Penny Marshall were. Yes. From Laverne and Shirley. Apparently, and this is not unusual in Hollywood, that the stars have creative control. Absolutely. But the writing staff, now you got to remember this, they are studio writers, but because the star has what's called reasonable creative control, they can uh, they can throw their two cents in, so to right. speak. Oh, okay? yes. And Cindy Williams, on we, we were told, and we, we have since verified it, 
Cindy Williams, the late Cindy Williams, rest in peace, fired the entire writing staff. And Mark told us that and was and explained why she did. Mm-hmm. But that was something that you and I didn't know before. No, we did not. And it was yeah. it was hard because it's like like if you're a character and they want to try to bring your character to life, what you like is like you could be sitting on the couch watching TV instead of holding a tissue. You could be crocheting or something. They try to bring whatever your interests are into your own role to be yeah. comfortable. But, you know, she didn't want to do a certain thing. They wanted her to do something else. And she didn't agree with them. So it was a lot of disagreeing. And yeah, like, she apparently wanted things. She Cindy Williams apparently was my way or the highway. Exactly. You know, she didn't want to compromise. Exactly. No I'm compromise. looking at myself over here, Amelia. Mm-hmm. I looked at myself in the last clip, too. That beard made me look really, really old. I've looked at a lot of my clips too, and I've lost a I lot of weight since like then. My, I look like my uncle. Hmm. If my uncle looked like a short, fat, older guy <laughs> with a white beard, that's who I would look like. Let's take a look at a, a guy, another guy I grew up with, Steve McCoy, who is, he's done so well for himself. I'm so right. proud of him. Steve McCoy is the, the number one world's number one Tom Jones impersonator and he says he's an impersonator he doesn't and here you go is another one of those guys that doesn't like to be called a tribute artist right he's an impersonator he impersonates tom jones let's listen to this on the air (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you remember what happened that night why we were late getting on the air yeah we couldn't get anything working right that nothing would work Nothing would work. We couldn't get anything. It was one of those nights where, like, somebody had it in for us or something. But it was one of those nights Steve couldn't get on. We couldn't get on. The microphone was too low. Then the microphone was too loud. Or the cameras wouldn't work. And then the camera wouldn't work. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? The other working. And then finally. (laughs) I had three microphones and two cameras going okay where am i looking at what am mm-hmm. i talking into <laughs> and steve is out there in his backyard in las vegas with a big glass and a bottle of wine just enjoying himself oh yeah having the and time laughing his life. ass off here you go watch this oh man i'll tell you what listen i, I think love- i think pete pete wilcox had something to do with that i i love i love broadcasting live because you never know what's going to happen and you know what hey i look at it this way it was Mm -hmm. supposed to happen that way anyway welcome everybody to another evening of talk is cheap i am your host angelo mad dog decipio joined as i am each and every week by amelia bolario pitbull chapman hey the mill I'm good. Wonderful. How are you? Yeah, a great show last night with Mark Sotkin, the producer of The Golden Girls. It was an awesome and show. The writer of Laverne and Shirley. How about yes. that? Stuff? We learned a lot that yesterday. Heavy hitters, heavy yes. hitters, hanging uh, hanging out with, you know, the poor boy from Barrington mm-hmm. and some sure poor know. poor lass from Odessa, Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a. Uh, an interesting guest tonight. He's a guy I've known 
it's hard to imagine even to say these words. I've known Steve McCoy for nearly 50 years. Because neither one of us looked that old. <laughs> you don't, actually. Steve don't McCoy look old at all. is uh, the world's foremost Tom Jones impersonator, not tribute artist. He is an impersonator. And we're going to talk about the difference between the two. He is uh, He's also a dear friend of mine. He is the man who I say he rules Las Vegas with an iron fist and a bottle of wine. Stephen, how are you, my brother? There you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Steve. There was the wine as soon as <laughs> Yeah, as soon as he said the wine, there it goes. That's the four. And it was an it was an easy cue for me. It was an easy segue because mm -hmm. Steve doesn't go anywhere without a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> He don't forget, you gotta remember something. He's half Irish, half Italian. There you go. And the Italian half likes to drink wine. Right. <laughs> On the Irish yeah. does too. <laughs> and, and the yeah, and the Irish <laughs> So yeah. yeah, good call on that one, people. <laughs> Let's watch this. Pour one for a million myself. Absolutely. <laughs> On this special evening is television and film actor Ronnie Marmo. He is not only. Now, this guy, you remember, now we just had him on not too long ago. Yes. Uh -huh. Ronnie Marmo was one of my favorite people. Because everybody who watches the show and you listen on radio, you know that I absolutely love, love, love Lenny Bruce. Yes. I uh, admire the guy's courage. He died too young. He was martyred for the words that he used. He was killed for the words that he used. That's but yet, th those are the same words I use on this show ev every night. But nobody says anything to me. He gave everybody his Because story. he paved the way exactly so that did. I can say those words. Guys like Lenny Bruce, well, Richard Pryor, George, George Carlin, you know? Yes. He was the first guy. Lenny Bruce was the first guy to use the F word in a club and get away with it for a little while anyway. Yeah. Until they crucified him. But let's listen to Ronnie Marvin. We're going to talk a little bit about, about Ronnie in a minute an actor but he's a writer producer and director and a hell of a writer yeah. uh, we're going to talk about some of his writing tonight oh we gotta do the applause come on where is it oh you want the applause <laughs> yes oh man you threw me on the curveball here <laughs> That's <Go. a> <laughs> <laughs> there you go hey i'm gonna help out for gal you have to do it for him come on absolutely <laughs> Now, Thank see you. if you had so said something 10 minutes ago, I'd have cleared uh, it up already. Yeah. <laughs> you had that one coming. Your timing <laughs> sucks, lady. <laughs> Ronnie Marmo so is here because he has embodied one of my heroes in life. And I, that's not uh, uh, by any stretch an exaggeration or an understatement. I am, if you watch the show and you listen to us around the world, I am a huge, huge Lenny Bruce fan. And Ronnie did something remarkable. He brought Lenny Bruce back to life mm. in a one-man show called I'm Not a Comedian, I'm Lenny Bruce, directed 
brilliantly, brilliantly by Emmy Award winning and multi award winning actor Joe Mantagna. Uh, you know, um, Joe, you worked with him on, uh, oh, yeah. on the, the Criminal Minds. Is that what it is? Well, that was one uh, project we worked together on, but I've known Joe now. God, I, it's got to be almost two decades, and we've worked together quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Hang in there, kid. I have, I have to say goodbye to Lacey. Lacey. Oh. Now, Ronnie Marmo mm-hmm. did two hours with us. Yes, he did. And God bless him. He was so generous with his time. And Ronnie's coming back in February. Yes, he said that he could just stay as long as he is. Uh, we wanted him to stay. Yeah, on. until they kicked us the hell off. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but yeah, um, Ronnie's a great guy. He's coming back. He's got a he's got a new show. He's got a movie coming up, and I think, I think we might be able to to confirm. I'm not going to say too much yet. I think we might be able to confirm. That little rumor that you and I heard about, there might be a movie in the in the works. Yeah, he was talking about probably doing the movie. Yeah, yeah. There might be a movie in the works. We're gonna find out when he comes back. Um, but now I had to stop this one here. Now I'm gonna tell you why. Those of you who saw this show, and apparently quite a few of you did, because we got a shit ton of response on it. We had two, not one, but two Country Music Hall of Fame female recording artists of the year. Both of them in their rookie year. Sylvia Houston was uh, Uh, artist of the year. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Sylvia Kirby. Oh, Sylvia Kirby. She goes by that now. Why am I calling her Houston? Well, it was Hutton, but she goes by her maiden name now. Oh, but but I was right, though. It is Houston. Uh, Hutton. It was Hutton. 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 Okay, Sylvia Hutton. Sorry, Sylvia, I called you Houston. (laughs) You're from Hutton. Or Hutton from Houston. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing, though. The the point is this. Sylvia, um, in her rookie year, became the female artist of the year. Yes. And and was uh, that got her into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yes. But in her uh, uh, her um, rookie year, Lacey J. Dalton did the same thing. Yes. Lacey J. Dalton got inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. She also uh, was named Artist of the Year in her rookie year. Absolutely. Now, there's about a 30, 40, about a 30 year difference between Lacey J. And Sylvia. Yes. But they knew each other very well. Oh, absolutely. Um, And you remember when we started the show, I I didn't have to ask any questions because Lacey J was asking all my questions for me. Absolutely. Yeah, that was funny. Because Lacey J is doing my interview for me. Yes. (laughs) Which was fine with me. Right. But now this was about an hour into the interview. So what you're going to see now is an interesting, uh, how you want to say this? It was an interesting dialogue between Lacey J. Dalton and myself. Yeah. Take a look. Okay. Jay Dalton, I love you, kiddo. You're an amazing woman. Got to have you back again. Yes. Um, 
I'm going to try to, to, to butter up Leslie next time. Drive <laughs> her with some candy I'll do my or best too. flowers or some, <laughs> something like that. So, Mad Dog, you are, you truly are a really, you really are a lunatic. It's really fun to talk. <laughs> Thank you. That's the first time I've ever heard that one. I like Absolutely. that one. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, I'll cut you your own, you know, Manscaped style commercial if you need to. Oh, I'm telling you what, the Manscaped commercial, that was the, that was the high point for me. I, was, uh, <laughs> I wrote that stuff too. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. I produced it and I performed it. Does Absolutely. it exist? Is it a real thing? <laughs> Wait, I'm not just a commercial spokesman. I'm also a client. I use this stuff. So it's Lacey J thought that that was a, like a pretend, like a bit. She thought it was a bit. Yeah. Like a comedy bit. Like she it, goes, Oh, that's a real thing. She goes, uh-huh. Is that a real thing? I went, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep. yeah, it's a real thing for sure. You got them both laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to be true to the audience, you know. They want to know am I silky smooth? I am silky smooth. I am the mad dog. It's so good to know this. It is so good to know this. We, you know, I, I have more respect now. Thank you. Sir. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Amelia, let's say goodbye to Lacey J. Don't yes. she has been absolutely Thank you so much, young lady. I will have you back, yes. and I'm gonna uh, hit up Leslie, uh, and uh, maybe again, she'll actually you, answer the phone. My dog, you're the best. Take good. Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Take Thank care, you. Lacey J. Dalton, everyone. <laughs> that made my night when she called oh. me a lunatic. <laughs> she called you a lunatic. <laughs> She goes, you you really are a lunatic. I, went, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> she had fun, though. She did. She was laughing. But here's the thing, though. And I'm going to say this. I know that Sylvia is your girl. Yes. But Sylvia does not have the same sense of humor that Lacey does. And she was just shocked, I think, when she saw something like that. She was like, wait a minute. What was this? <laughs> well, I don't know if she was... See, here's I thought about that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was like you know, like you say, if she was shocked, yeah, or whether she's just very reserved. She's kind of reserved in her own way. She's kind of not really shy, but she's more reserved and like, like a little bit more conservative. Conservative, yeah, and uh, she's more of a I I just thought maybe she would laugh a little more. She did. She did. You you have to like get to know her a little bit better to kind of like know what kind of jokes. Well, yeah, but you know, I felt like a dentist. It was like pulling teeth out of her, man. (laughs) No, but once you get to know her, you get her laughing, and you know, and too, she recently just had her birthday. Happy birthday, Sylvia! Oh, uh, happy birthday, Sylvia! So it was so funny. Mad dog and Amelia. She did tell me she did laugh. It was funny, but in her way. Well, we have a, a very now talk about we've had some you know, celebrity lookalikes. <laughs> we had a guy on the show. You're looking at him now. His name's Danny Lopez. Now, Danny is a remarkable guy. He's an actor. Uh, he is also happens to be an incredibly talented actor and musician. Yes. He plays with a Beatles tribute band. Yes. He also plays the part. All the parts that Johnny Depp played. He does 
Captain Jack Sparrow. He does Edward Scissorhands. He does. Uh, oh God, what what am I missing? Um, the the uh, one that uh, see uh, Willy Wonka. The Willy oh, Wonka that's one. it, Wonka. He does Wonka. Mm -hmm. Thank you for for reminding me. Uh, he does Willy Wonka and a host of other uh, Johnny Depp characters, including uh, characters from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Uh, which he has brought to life. Now, we're going to hear a little bit from, um, but remember something. He's an actor and he likes to talk. Yes. Okay. So here's where we are in this interview. So uh, we're, we're about probably at this point, Amelia, you and I are probably about halfway through the interview. Yes. And so this is where we pick it up at. The greatest actor in our, of our generation, maybe one of the greatest actors of all time. Amazing considering how painfully shy he is. Correct. Isn't that remarkable? Very well, you, know, you have, I, I believe, I've always had this belief about actors. You have got to be the most duplicitous split personality <laughs> to be able to pull off being a great actor. Look, look at the greatest, Al Pacino is an absolute powerhouse on the screen. Right. That's right. But he's a fucking lunatic in real life. <laughs> That's right. And Johnny and, he's and Al... He, he's, Al has lost his mind. Wow. He has. He's oh, a great yeah. actor, but he's just lost his shit. Yeah. You know? But you when, when you say action, that camera's rolling. He's like you know, right on every it. Every line, mm -hmm. he remembers everything. Yes. Um... <laughs> I would say that's true, Mad Dog, and I think you know this better than anybody, that I think they use acting as a form of therapy. Very much so. Introverts. You yeah. mean, you know, people that you would think would be some of the loudest, most obnoxious, they're very, Chappelle. I meet these guys, and they're really quiet, sweet, mm -hmm. unassuming people, and uh, they use it as, like you say, there's, there's, a, there's a, a weird psychology with that. Isn't he right about though, Amelia? Yeah. Isn't he absolutely right that actors are kind of like a, um, like a split personality kind yes. of? They, they oh, yeah. really are. Like I'm a perfect example. If you look at you, well, just take Danny Lopez for example. Yes. If you look at Danny, uh, you know, being Johnny Depp. He's very different than Danny Lopez. Very different. No, now Danny Lopez is outgoing and he likes to talk. He's, he's a, a friendly guy. Johnny Depp is kind of like keeps to himself. More reserved, quiet. Keeps very re yes, very reserved. Much more to himself. A, a lot quieter, generally speaking. A lot quieter. Uh, he speaks very softly. Um, but Danny, you know, Danny was a great guest because he's just like, you know, he's one of us. Yeah, he in know? question, he was right there answering it just like that for us. Oh, absolutely. Let's take a listen. And well, uh, by the age of oh, that was the end of that interview. Yeah, How about that was that? A book. <laughs> now, a guy is interesting because Johnny Whitaker is up next. Now, we had Friday night. This just past Friday night the 15th. was Johnny Whitaker's birthday. And I reminded him the day before. Now, just to show you the day before. 
that he was coming on the show to do an interview with me, right? He cool. says, great. I got it. I gave him the link. I said, happy birthday, John. See you on the show. He says, thank you. Okay. Showtime comes around. It's Friday now. Amelia is here. She's in studio. Mad Dog is here. He's in studio. Waiting on, waiting on, waiting on. <laughs> waiting on, waiting on. Where is, where, oh, where is Johnny? Quarter to seven. East Coast time. Right. No Johnny. No. Five of seven. East Coast time. No Johnny. Right. Seven o'clock p.m. I'm on the air. No Johnny. I text him. I said, John, it's Mad Dog. I'm on the air. Where are you, brother? Here's the message I received in return. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the message I got from Johnny Wicker. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. And then five minutes later, Amelia, what happened? Uh, it's like, uh, hello, driving. <laughs> he popped in. Yes. But he was in a car with four other men. Yes. On their way to see a show in California. About they were on their away. way to see a Christmas show yes. called Madam Scrooge. And Johnny proceeds to like wanting to do the interview from the car. And I can't do that because, first of all, his Internet was going in and out because yes, he's in the damn crazy. car for crying out loud. OK, secondly. There's four other people. I don't know who they are. Right. And we don't want to talk about personal stuff. I don't want to talk of... about certain things in front of other people. It's like, okay, I don't know these guys. Right. I might be like letting somebody secret out here. The invasion of privacy as well, too. Because we're yeah, exactly. you know, First of all, you know how I am about people doing interviews in cars. Oh, absolutely. It's not I, 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 That's one thing I forbid. Yes. If you're going to be on my show, you better be either in a studio or in your home in front of your computer. Or on your way home, telling us you're just five minutes away. And then... or, or texting me, say, I'll be home in 10 minutes. Fine. Right. That's okay. I could deal with that. Now, a perfect example of that is our late friend, Charlie Norris who was famous for, for being in the car. Yeah, on my way home, I promise him. I'm on my way home. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Okay. And then forgets to log in. <laughs> and then forgets to log in. Okay, Amelia, where'd Charlie go? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it was a good thing that, you know, Charlie liked you. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, but the Charlie, we're, we still love you, brother, and we're yeah. here. All right, so here's Johnny Whitaker. This is Johnny's. First appearance on our show, and he was with us for God over two hours. Two hours, yes. Two, yeah, over two hours. Two hours and twenty minutes is was Johnny Whitaker's show. Because Johnny's got now. You have to remember something. He's younger than he's a year younger than me. Okay, mm -hmm. but Johnny started in show business when he was three. Oh wow how little Re yeah he started in show business when he was three his mother had him doing like you know baby commercials and yes. stuff and then of course he he auditioned and got family affair yes. 
and then he, you know, it, it was, you know, it was onward and upward from there. He became famous on television from being the cute little kid from Family Affair. Well, here's Johnny Whitaker now. He's 64 years old, and uh, here you go. Nine Johnny Whitaker was a veteran of television and an established film star. Johnny was riding the crest of the Hollywood rave until something tragic happened. He turned 18 and became wealthy in a hurry. And that, my friends, was when life got real for John Whitaker. Too much time and too much money is the death knell of most child stars, but not Johnny Whitaker. He survived child stardom due to largely to really good upbringing and great parents. Having overcome adversity, personal and professional trials and tribulations, Johnny Whitaker found the redemption in the same people who watched him grow up on TV and in the movies. And, ladies and gentlemen, he lived to tell the story. And he is my very special guest on this special weekend edition of What's the Buzz? America's Best Popcast. And on that note, folks, I am up against a hard break. How was, how's that for a cliffhanger? Right. <laughs> You'll hear the rest of that right after this, folks. We'll be back in two minutes and 20 seconds. Jess wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dang! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. we 
are back with What's the Buzz, America's Best Popcast. And when last we left off, Johnny Whitaker was telling a little, well, we were telling you a little bit mm-hmm. about Johnny Whitaker. Yes. And Johnny is going to talk to us about life in Hollywood. Amelia, let's continue. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Johnny Whitaker. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, right, so John. You know what? That, that intro alone deserves this. Amelia, what do you yes. say? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Look, anytime I get a chance to play our applause button, I use it. Yes, he does. Every chance he does. Yes. So anyway, um, welcome, my friend. Welcome to the show. It took some doing to get you here. I got news for you. I reached out to a few people. Um, finally got a contact on you. Uh, you and I have some a couple of um, mutual real life friends, uh, Jeffrey Mark being one of them. Yes, yeah, Jeffrey's a great guy. He's been on the show. How many times have you been here, Amelia? Like five times. Five times, yes. Yeah, Jeffrey's been here five times, and he loves to sing and tell stories and uh, of old Hollywood. And you know what? I love that kind of stuff. Um, you're a guy, John, who. As I said in the intro, you survived Hollywood stardom when so many of your counterparts at the time did not, including someone who was very, very close to you, not only uh, off camera, but on camera, Nisa Jones. Um, Sad story about that young lady. Bad friends, bad situations, bad timing. Everything uh, worked against her, but you were very fortunate that uh, you had an incredible support system to fall onto. Did you at any point during that 17, 18-year-old, you know, troublesome age for most people, did you have uh, any temptations to go the route of the alcohol, drugs, and, and other abuses? Not at that time. Okay. Um I um, had just finished, well, Family Fair ended in 1971, mm-hmm. and then I did five Walt Disney movies back-to-back, four Walt, yeah, five, and then I did Tom Sawyer, right. for which we are the 50th anniversary this yes. year. Yes, I actually want to talk about that later in the show. Sure, and... Um, then I didn't take much of a break, but I got contracted to do Sigmund and the Sea Monsters for mm-hmm. the next three years. And um, then uh, that was uh, 73, 74, 75. And then in 1976, my uh, younger brother and sisters we did the Johnny Whitaker show, which was a, um, a family variety show for the uh, uh, 200th celebration, the bicentennial celebration of the United States. Yeah. Now, Mia, wow. do you remember? I don't know if you're, rem- if you're old enough. Do you remember the Johnny Whitaker show? No, I don't remember uh, any you, of that. When, when you were born in what? 71? 71. Okay, so yeah. You would have been, oh, God, you would have been a baby. Uh, Maybe, like, oh, you would have probably been about 
uh, say seventy one. You would have been like five years old. Okay, mm -hmm. so for us old farts, uh, the Johnny Whitaker show because Johnny and I are basically the same age. Um, the Johnny Whitaker show. He was like a household name. You, you know, back in the day, you might appreciate this because it's kind of similar to like the wrestling magazines. Yes. They used to have these magazines called like Tiger Beat. Yes, I remember those. You remember Tiger Beat? Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Tiger Beat magazine has been around since the 60s, since the early 60s, like with the teen idols mm -hmm. and uh, like Tiger Beat, like Idol magazine. Yes. Um. God, let me see. There was other ones. Uh, oh, uh, Movie Star Confidential. Yes. Those kind of magazines featured people like uh, Johnny Whitaker, Bobby Sherman, Leith Garrett, David Cassidy, uh, people like that from back in the day. Danny Bonaducci, uh, who I haven't seen in a long time. Um, but, but Johnny was one. He was like on every magazine cover back in the day. He's like Johnny was kind of like the Ric Flair of the Teeny Bopper set. Right. It, was, every time you know how Ric Flair was on the cover of all the wrestling magazines? Yeah, pretty That's much. How Johnny was. Mm -hmm. He was on every every Teeny Bopper magazine you could think of. Tiger Beat uh, was the big one. Uh, teen, teenage Confidential. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my 17, God, I think it was called. I think it was 17. So another when one. In that interview, and I remember, let's talk a little bit because Johnny was a great guest. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that interview because um, you asked a lot of questions. What was the most surprising? The, what question did you ask that seemed for you to get the most surprising answer? Um, I guess his family life, uh, that he really wanted to be a father. And he never got to be. And yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the answer that he gave us just made me want to just be in tears. But I held back the tears. Yeah. He told a very emotional story. Yes. But it's interesting, though, because one of the things I said in the intro of that show was that Johnny luckily did not end up becoming a, a, a drug addict or, or an oh. alcoholic or a, a drunk because he had great parents. His mother was his manager. And his father had nothing to do with show business at no, all. Whatsoever. That was the mother's job. She was his support but, system as well. Well, yeah, Johnny had, remember, he talked about his brothers and sisters. Right. Johnny had brothers and sisters who were became people in the entertainment business for a short time. They never, of course, you know, reached his level. Took it as far as he did, correct? Well, yeah, because he was, he did, you know, like you heard him say, he was under contract to Walt Disney. Yes. He was under contract to uh, Don Federson Productions. Yes. He had, you're talking about a kid between the ages of eight and, and eight and 18 a 10-year period between 8 and 18 where he was making more money than his parents were. Yes. Now, now, we talked about that. 
And it's funny because his father, and I said, you heard what I said then. I said, was, did your father ever resent you making more money than he? And he says, no, my father wanted nothing to do with this. All he knew was that Johnny's getting paid, put his money away. Exactly. That's a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of you know people in that position would be like, you know, um, out of control because you know you're making, you know, you're talking about a kid between the ages of eight and eighteen that's making millions of dollars from television and movies. He did five movies, five in a row, for Walt Disney. He did a huge blockbuster hit for Disney called The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Correct. And he did, of course, Family Affairs, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, of course. And Variety uh, show, he had his own. Yeah. Yeah. And a a bunch of other stuff that, you know, Mm -hmm. that we barely scratched the surface of. Oh, yeah. And then his family, you know, I'm glad that they did that for him because other parents would be spending the money like crazy, like other kid celebrities do. So what was the one thing that that you got out of Johnny's interview? If you had to say was one, one thing that, uh, solidified who Johnny Winokur is. What, what would it be? A s- nice, simple kind of guy that didn't let celebrity go to his head. I would say uh, absolutely you're right. But here's what I would say in one word. Grounded. Yes. He's absolutely, you're absolutely right. He was all of those things. Uh, simple, straightforward, easygoing, nice guy. Very nice but guy. That's because he's grounded. Yes. And he knows who he is. You know? His mom helped him see that and not let yeah. somebody, you know. Absolutely. Well, you know, his mother recognized that she she loved all her... He, he said it himself. My mother and father loved all of their children differently. Oh, yes. But they knew that I was the one making the money. Yes. And they showed him the simple life of yeah. to spend here. Just because you have this money doesn't mean you need a, a this p- this piano. And they didn't know. And remember, they didn't have a big no. mansion. No. They lived in a simple house. They had someone. They did have a housekeeper. Yes. To help them. But it's funny because he never said we never called her. The maid, the maid, no. or the housekeeper. We called her by her name. By her name, yes. That's that tells you right there, the kind of guy, the kind mm-hmm. of family. Oh yes, he, he was raised with that because that is you can't put a dollar figure on that kind of no, upbringing. No, he was. I think Johnny was probably one of the most well-rounded guests mm-hmm. we've ever had on the show because oh, yes. he's full of stories. He's got, oh my God, his, the stories he could, it would take five shows and we probably wouldn't even finish all of them. Oh no, we wouldn't even scratch the surface as they oh, say. Oh my God, please. Yeah. He w- he's but not he's, the type of person that says, hi, I'm Johnny Whitaker. You know, 
am, you know, I'm in the room. Come see and me. And here's the oh, other no. thing. We even didn't even scratch this no. one. Mm-mm. But he was a recording artist, too. Yeah. He made albums. Yes. We never even talked about his singing career. No, we didn't. But I did play his song on the show. And where did you get that? <laughs> yeah, he goes, oh, my God, where did you get that? Remember? Yes. He was singing this song called Friends mm-hmm. yes. live at the Hollywood Bowl. He was... <laughs> Third, he was 14 years yeah. old, teenager, yeah, with teenager with this big head of red hair. <laughs> and remember the outfit that he had on? Oh, yes, oh my <laughs> god, with the clothes that they what used to it? have polyester that, with um, it <laughs> material. Oh my god, polyester. Oh, please, yeah. platform uh, shoes, a polyester <laughs> nightmare, yeah. Singing at the Hollywood Bowl in the middle of summer in the daytime. Must have been hot. (laughs) I'll tell you what. This was a a great show. I have a special announcement now. What's that? (laughs) And that was just part one. Tomorrow we have part two. (laughs) Well, that's the special announcement. Oh. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, was the last show of 2023. We are taking a hiatus. We will return, God willing, and everything's okay with all of us. We will return. We never assume anything. We always ask the good Lord first. We will return, God willing, on January the 8th with film director Glenn Martin, who will bring us. Listen to this cast. I can hardly believe it myself when I think. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) It's remarkable. Listen to this cast. Glenn Martin, the director of Cemeteries, Curse of the Hanging Judge, wow. When Night Comes, Sacred Ground Forbidden, The <laughs> Searching, In the Shadows. Scary movie. And he'll bring with him, listen to this one, Amelia. He'll bring with him Michael Pare, the star of both Eddie and the Cruisers My movies. favorite actor. Streets of Fire, The Philadelphia Experiment, May Day. The Virgin Suicide, plus 200 more films. He'll bring he'll be a little. He will bring <laughs> Robert Bob Romanus with him. That's the man. He's an actor, musician, director. He's an acting coach. He teaches group classes, individual classes. He was also Mike Demone from the film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That smooth talking cool cat. Named Mike Moan from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's him. And he's another guy that's done 80-plus movies. Uh, And a personal and group acting coach on top of it. Beverly Randolph from Return of the Living Dead and Freaks of Nature will be here. Jennifer Banco from Friday the 13th. And Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Brian Saponis is an up-and-coming action star. He will be in the new film Cabrini and Wolf Hollow. He is also in Glenn Martin's uh, In the Shadows and the Searching. Julia Riley will be here. She is best known as Tammy from television's Stranger Things and the TV movie The Secret She Keeps. And Georgia Simmons from The Searching also... Listen to this one. How's this for a, 
a change of career. Georgia Simmons went from doing a children's television show to starring in horror movies. Well, <laughs> How is that for a, a, a career path? That's a quick change. That's a quick change for sure. Let's see how long that quick change took to happen. We're going to ask Georgia when she gets here. All right. And that's the first show. There's a whole lot more after that because I got news for you, folks. Mm -hmm. We're going to get each one of them for their own show. Absolutely, yes. Yep, I already found that out. We're going to get each one of them from their own show. And we're going to have Glenn Martin back for his own show. Yes. And Glenn and I, and I'm not saying nothing till it happens, but Glenn and I, when it happens, we'll make a joint announcement together. And that's all I'm saying on that. <laughs> Period. Right. End of story. <laughs> now, on behalf of, uh, oh, before, I, uh, before I close out, let yes. me just, I want to say something because we got a couple minutes. Okay. Um, you've been an amazing co-host I know mm -hmm. you put up with a lot of shit for me. <laughs> my wife knows you put up with a lot of shit for me. She goes, my wife said, if I were Amelia, I would tell you to go fuck yourself. Oh, no. I said, don't worry. She gets hers in there. Trust me. And um, But no, you've been an amazing co-host. You're going to be celebrating two years. I know. Can you believe on that? This show. On January, I think I'm wanting to say mm -hmm. January 26th, I want to say. Yeah, somewhere right there, like the end of the, the last week of January is the first appearance that I made. But I, it was just yeah. a, it was a guest. It was my first appearance. I was like so nervous. Never been on a podcast yeah. before. You know what? I want to tell you exactly when. Because you, you know what we'll do? Uh -huh. I'll tell you exactly when. And then what we'll do, you and I will have. Uh -huh. A special episode. I'll call it the best of Amelia. Oh dear Lord, and, that's gonna be yeah. And then I can show your most embarrassing moments. Yeah, probably when I dropped the phone when I first started on the phone. Yeah, I remember, of course. And the flip. Oops. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna let them in on a little secret. Amelia, when she first started with the show, yes, did the podcast from bed. She did the podcast sitting. I in had her no bed. desk. I had no. She had laptop. no desk. She had no backdrop. No green screen. No. She had no lighting. It yes, was just whatever it. light was in her room. That was yeah, it. that was it because I had never done a podcast before because I was the type of person that belonged. I said to myself, I'm not good enough to be in front of the camera, so I'll just be behind the camera. But you okay. brought me out of my I shell. Found, I found <laughs> when... You brought okay. me out of my shell. Your first show with me uh -huh. was... January, I was right. It was January 25th. Ah, okay. It was a Thursday because it was a wrestling show. Yes, yeah, so you were on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those I was that on time. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yes. And we had th uh, uh, we, we had Tuesday and Thursday. And right. Wednesday was Pete Wilcox Coffee yes. with the King. Uh-huh. I remember that. And we had, so we had three shows on the air. Uh -huh. But two of them were wrestling and one was Pete Wilcox. Yes, I remember that. And that was January the 25th, a Thursday. Yes. So let me, I'm going to mark that down. That was <laughs> Amelia's anniversary. 
Yeah, that was my very first I'm show. Actually, as... Look at this. Ain't you proud of me? I'm actually writing it <laughs> down. He doesn't need a pen or paper, but he does have a file. <laughs> yeah, my file's called Amelia Chatton. <laughs> she writes it all down, so I don't have yeah. to. Yeah, I write it all down and keep I it I write together. stuff down, I lose it anyway. So what the hell? <laughs> well, it doesn't do any good to write well, it down because I'm losing shit all the time. But if you're going to write stuff down on who's going to be a guest on the show, luckily I bought me some pens. Amelia, write this down. Right? <laughs> She's my co-host slash secretary because uh, that's why you're the producer because you, you have to write all this shit. <laughs> I can't do it. God right. knows I can't do it. Jeez, <laughs> um, okay, so here is what we're going to do. Yes. We are going to say good night and uh, until we see everybody in yes. January. And so, folks... Um, it's been a rough year for a lot of people. The last couple of years have been pretty rough. Thank God that COVID is over. We're not dealing with COVID anymore. Uh, be nice to each other. I know there's a lot of a lot of hate in the world. I'm trying in my own little way to, you know, to get over that myself, to be less prejudiced and 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 open myself up to new things, which I'm starting to do. It's a, it's a look. It's a process. Okay. It's a process. And so, you know, baby steps one day at a time, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's what, what we do around here. We just try to spread right. some love, mm -hmm. try to spread some happiness. Try, yes. Once in a while, we, you know, we talk about something serious. And mm -hmm. but a lot of the time we try to make everybody laugh and have a, an uplifting show. And and I think we've done a pretty good job over the, the, the last year or so. Yeah. Um, you know, not only making people laugh, entertaining people, but we've also, I think, educated folks, enlightened. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially paranormal people. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, I still can't think. <laughs> oh, well, we're not done with that. Trust yeah. me, I'm, we're not done with that. Yeah, because um, I got something, and I got something in mind. And also to just, you know, be mindful. This is the last week before Christmas. So if you see people out there, you know, yeah. you know, if it's like the last toy, like I said, or last gift, don't just be fighting people for it. Come on, please. It's yeah. The it's other item thing, thing. And I want, I want people. And I said this last week as well. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to do this on behalf of the show. You can say mad dog sent you or Amelia Pitbull sent you, but. Just grab yourself a big, a big plastic bag. Right. Yes. Could be a trash bag. Could be mm -hmm. anything that you can put stuff into. Right. Right. Go to the dollar store. Buy buy yourself a a cheap blanket. Put it in a bag. Grab some snacks and some candy from the dollar store. You could get all this stuff at the dollar store, and put it in a bag. Take a $5 bill, put that in the bag too, and spend a couple of bucks, two or $3, folks. You can get them at the dollar store. Two or three bucks, you can buy a little pillow for somebody, put it in a bag. A lot of people are living on the street. They don't have a pillow or a blanket. Buy somebody a coat if you can afford to, but give them a bag. Put some food, some candy. Put a couple of bucks in it, two or three dollars. 
What's it going to kill you to put a five bucks in there, a $5 bill? It's not going to break you, but it'll make you feel really good to do it. Um, there are people who need your help this Christmas. We live in, we live in what used to be the greatest country in the world. But now we have our own people living on the streets and they're, they're hurting and they're hungry. If you find somebody who needs help, give them a bag. It'll have candy, money, uh, a pillow, a little blanket. Some, it, it's amazing what you spend 10 or 15 bucks. Right, exactly. The best money you ever spent. Right. Yeah, and if you see somebody that needs a scarf or something like that, if you're out about, go to a dollar store, family dollar, go buy them a scarf. It doesn't cost that much. You know, come on. Help it somebody in need. No, look, no. do you know, there's a place, that all over the country, there's a place called Five Below. Yes. Okay. You can go there. You want to know how far five bucks will go? Oh, absolutely. Five below. We actually have one here now. Yeah, they're all over the country now. Yeah. I got three of them within 20 minutes of me. Are you kidding? I could spend so much money in that store and get so much stuff for people. There you go. Go to, go to Family Dollar or Dollar General. Yes, absolutely. You know, even Dollar Tree. Yes. Dollar Tree actually sells. You, you, I'm, I'm not making this up. No. Dollar Tree actually sells blankets and pillows. Oh, yes. For $5 or less that you can yeah. get a nice for five dollars or less. It's yes. remarkable. Mm-hmm. That you can get this stuff and oh. help somebody mm-hmm. who needs a little help. Well, oh, listen, yes. folks, we will see you. As I said, God willing, we'll be here uh, January 8th. And uh, please pray for our country. Pray for each other. I'm asking you folks to pray for me. Pray for Amelia. Pray for yes, us. Please. Pray for our families. And, uh, and we will ask the Lord to bless you. In fact, let's do that right now. Heavenly yes. Father. Ask you, Lord God, to bless our listeners, our viewers. Keep them in your hearts and in your prayers, Lord God. Um, give a, a comfort, Heavenly Father, to those who who have no comfort, who don't have the luxuries or the blessings that we do. Allow them to have warmth this Christmas. Give somebody, impress upon their heart to give a pillow or a blanket to someone who they see on the street, put a little love bag together, a little care bag for them. We ask you, Lord God, to bless these people in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Okay. On that note, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, I am Mad Dog, Angelo DeCipio. For America's Best Podcast, What's the Buzz? Have a great year, everybody, and Merry Christmas to all. And to all, good night. We'll see you next year. See you, folks. Bye-bye now.